Back on the Big Wake Up Call, AM 1280, WBIG. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest. She is a music legend who has just released a new album, It's Safe in the Arms of Time. I'm going to visit with Rita Coolidge. Good morning. Good morning, Ryan. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in today, Rita. How are you? I'm doing great. It's it's just lovely to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to chat with you again. I know last time we were discussing uh, your memoir. Now you have an all-new album, and uh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear all these uh, new songs. We've been digging the new album. Well, thank you. Thank you. So what uh, what was the inspiration uh, for this album? What uh, what inspired you to, uh, to write and record again? You know, the song that you were just playing there, uh, Doing Fine Without You, was written by Graham Nash and Russ Kunkel, and... When Graham sent me that song probably two and a half, three years ago via email, uh, he sent me a version that had been demoed by a, a woman, and I felt like it was it kind of kind of uh, took me back to some of my earlier recordings, and and I had been thinking about doing something that was just a little bit more organic and a little bit uh, more kind of Delaney and Bonnie early Rita old style kind of record, and yeah. And I think when I got that song from Graham, it was just the spark that got the fire burning. I just find it, I don't know, I just would love the idea of checking my email and like, oh, here's a song from Graham Nash in the email one day. That's just, that's a nice thing to see. It's, it's pretty much the best thing that's happened to me in a long time because it really got this, got this album rolling. And I'm eternally grateful to Graham and Russell because I'm sure they could have placed that song with with um, almost anybody that was in the studio or going in the studio and at that time I didn't have my record deal finished and I you know I said to Graham if you could just hold this song for me please um, I'll promise I'll record it and he said it's done it's yours so that was a plus. Now, I was reading you recorded this in uh, in the same studio you used for a lot of your earlier records. What what does recording in a specific studio do for you? Is is it a sound you're looking for? A vibe? Is it is it a comfort level? How does a specific studio kind of shape how how you make a record? You know, I think going back to Sunset Sound, which is one of very few studios that were alive and well in the '70s and have been maintained and are still destinations for recording artists all over the world. They come to Los Angeles to record at Sunset Sound. And one of the attractions is an echo, uh, live echo uh, room that they have there. And it's it, it just wraps around the instruments, the vocals, makes everything sound great. So it has a great sound in every studio there. But um, I think also just, you know, being back in, in those rooms where I spent so many months of my life uh, was just, it was like a little journey through the past. And I, and I, you know, in a sense, I felt like I was 22 again. I was back doing some kind of organic music and back with some of the players that worked on my records in, in the 80s, Bob Glaub. And, and it was just, uh, it was really a wonderful experience. And, and we did... Uh, I think we recorded 12 tracks in five days there. Wow. So that was that was a big difference. It used to take months to do that. <laughs> and maybe it's just because I, I listen to way too much music uh, from, from way too many uh, eras. But, uh, you know, and you can make wonderful sounding records, you know, at, at home now. You load Pro Tools. But I don't know. I swear I can hear it. Uh, uh, music from a particular studio. I don't know. I feel like you can maybe you can't hear it, but you can just feel you know what's left over from uh, from the other great artists that have recorded there. 
Well, I feel, I feel that too, and just you know, walking through those halls and seeing all the records on the walls, and then they took me into one room where they store equipment and and restore equipment, keep things up to speed. And they walked in, and there was like a a wall that probably would have been two stories high, just covered with gold and platinum albums from all the people that had recorded there. And somewhere up toward the top were some of mine. Oh, nice. <laughs> So it was great that I, you know, that they, uh, that they honor all the artists that have recorded there, and it's just unbelievable. I've worked there with Elton John. I've worked there with so many people. And uh, you mentioned the song from uh, from Graham Nash we played there in the beginning. You've got some of your originals uh, on the album as well. Do you, do you write pretty much the same way you always have? Has has your songwriting process changed over the years? Well, you know, I look at songwriting as. Very much like any relationship, you know, our relationships with other people are as unique as we are. So it depends on who the person that I'm writing with and the situation and what we're writing about. But um, I've found the experience of writing with Keb Mo and Jill Colucci at Kevin's house was, you know, we just had, we had the best time. We sat down because we didn't know each other intimately or that well. We had you know, shared music together, but we sat down and just started talking about our lives and about our philosophies of life and spent a few hours with that, and then we started digging into what we wanted to write about, and and that was unique because I'd always written with people that I knew, and I, I, did, I had not met Jill Colucci until the day we went in to write. And when I uh, worked with Stan Lynch down in Gainesville, it was kind of the same thing because I didn't know Stan very well, and we kind of had to get to know each other, and we sat and talked for a while before we ever began. So that was a different experience, and and I have to say that both of them, both of my experiences with Keb Moe and with Stan Lynch were just wonderful because both of those guys carry um, a childlike quality, which I think is you know, it, it kind of leaves people free to express themselves and to be open, and I love that. Graham Nash has that quality. I just love it in in, in adults, especially old people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's fun as a listener to, to hear the stories of these collaborations because, you know, the songwriting, it's so mysterious for so many people, and, and, and I think, especially in your music, it always comes out to me as so personal that uh, you're searching a, a collaborator that when you're writing together, it's defined uh, the honesty and the feeling and the truth. And it's not like, okay, I need you to, to write the bridge here. Well, and, you know, it, the, I think the other thing, the difference is that you, when you're writing a song, you've got to really tell a story, and, and everything has to be compact. The music and the lyrics have to speak with the same voice, and it's got to be pushed into three and a half or four minutes. So you don't have the luxury of of pages and pages of writing about something. You've got to got to say it all in just you know in a limited amount of time, a real limited amount of time, and for the music to match. Uh, and it's you know sometimes it's is just as easy as breathing, and sometimes like when I was writing with Kevin uh, Judy, I mean Kevin Jill, uh, we, there was one line that we must have sat for two hours trying to find the one line to the song and that you know and suddenly it just comes out of somebody's mouth and it's like that's it (laughs) so it's really self-discovery and discovering things in each other and it's it's a real cathartic and beautiful relationship 
Now, Rita, for, for middle-aged people like me who grew up with LPs and, and hipsters like my millennial son who will only listen to music on vinyl, I was reading this This is coming out as a, as a two-LP set? It is, and it's white vinyl. There are four songs on each side, and then on the fourth side is the etching of a hummingbird, and it's absolutely beautiful. I'm just thrilled. <laughs> I haven't seen a laser-etched record in so long. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited, and I haven't heard it yet on vinyl because I we had the record release party on uh, uh, on April 30th, and I've been on the road, and I just moved to Florida and haven't gotten my stereo system set up yet, so I've yet to hear the record on vinyl. It's uh, Safe in the Arms of Time. That's the brand-new album from Rita Coolidge. And, and once again, so great to talk to you, Rita, and really appreciate you calling in today. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me on your show.